Welcome back to Two Cheese and a Zay Talking Fae. I am Julia, your summer court host. And I'm Liz, your night court host. And Libby will be back soon. She's dealing with some stuff. But we love her. So tonight, because it's night, um, we will be discussing chapters 6 and 7 of A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, I love this book. <laughs> I know. And I'm having a heart, like, I'm rereading, like, I just finished. I'm turning around rereading the series because of the podcast. I feel like this is going to be my new Harry Potter. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, nothing can replace Harry Potter, but I feel like I could just keep rereading the series and not get bored. Right. Plus, um, Silver Flames comes out in a, about a month. Less yes. than a month or so. Probably about three weeks now. It was one of my birthday presents. Mark oh. pre-ordered it for me. Oh, he's the best. He, well, I sent him the link. It was like, you should pre-order this for me. Okay, thanks. And he's like, done. Thanks, babe. Buy this. Which, that was the only birthday present I knew what it was. So it worked out. Because my birthday's on Tuesday. I'm going to be old. <laughs> oh, be quiet. Be quiet. Not She's so old, old, yet yeah, I'll be 31 in April. Okay, be quiet. I'm not re-stand old, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Resands like five hundred something. He looked good for him age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though um, I'm re I'm also reading, well, listening to the uh, Discovery of Witches series. It's actually pretty good. It's on my list. Yeah, I'm on book two. I'm almost. I'm up halfway done with book two right now. Um, that's been my like listening in the car book. Um, I binge watched season one of a Discovery of Witches on Sundance last weekend, and it was pretty good. It was actually a very good book to film adaptation or book to screen adaptation. Um, I mean, obviously they have to do some rearranging, but I thought it was pretty good. As long as it's not like Divergent. You're I never yeah. read that book or saw those all that stuff, so I don't know. The books are amazing. The casting for the movie completely ruined it. The rating for the movie ruined it. It was just garbage. Oh, you can't I... have a badass bitch be played by the girl from Secret Life of an American Teenager. It oh. doesn't work. No. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you can't mm, do that. No. It was terrible. Although the guy that played four was beautiful, so and four was beautiful in my head, so it worked out. But no, the rest of it was trash. <laughs> but yeah, um, so the the main male character Matthew, um, he's a fifteen hundred year old vampire Ooh. who looks thirty seven or whatever he is. I like vampires. Another reason why we're recording so late in the day is because I've been addicted to this book. Um, the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Oh, my aunt reads those. She's trying to get me to read them. Ooh, girl. I know. It is. I keep meaning I to. I keep meaning to read them because she's like, you should read these. So I it guess is. I'll have to put those on my list, too. Oh, and it my stepmom reads them. I was like, oh. So, yeah. And then, you know, it's laundry day at my house. And so I'm doing my laundry. Boyfriend's laundry, bonus child's laundry in my house. So, because 
boyfriend's mom was exposed to COVID, so okay. there's nowhere to do laundry. So I volunteered. You volunteered tribute. Yes, I did because it was the nice thing to do. <laughs> what a good wife, mama. I know. I got this stepmom thing down, right, y'all? Hashtag nailed it. Nailed it. All right, let's get started with these chapters because I have quite a bit of notes. <laughs> Okay, well, I might I might have gone overboard this time. Usually I have nothing. This time I have tons. Yeah, it's like the polar opposite of me cuz usually I have like tons. And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm going to wing it." Well, like my arm is cramping. That's how much I wrote that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's polar opposite night. It's fine. just too much. Just too much. Yeah, Lulu's like staring at me like, "What is wrong with you? I take more notes in this than I do my CDA class. Good grief." <laughs> which isn't good right <laughs> i'm sorry mom if you're listening <laughs> didn't you didn't hear anything you didn't hear me <laughs> all right so chapter six we see the beast's estate to quote Farah from the book she says to paint it would be useless would never do it justice so I can't even imagine what this house looks like to someone who came from like the even before they lost their riches, I don't think their house was as fancy as Tamlin's. And to go from what she was living into this, it's probably like culture shock for her is what I'm thinking is how she is feeling. Yeah. She says it was empty and quiet, which made her even more nervous than she was. Farrah notices all the flowers are spring flowers. It is winter beyond the wall, so this must be the magic from the beast. The beast goes up a grand marble staircase and into massive oak doors. Farrah thinks he planned this whole arrival. Another quote from the book is, keeping me unconscious so he didn't know, so I didn't know where I was, didn't know the way home or what other deadly fairy territories might be lurking between me and the wall. Which I I think she's telling the truth because, like not telling the truth, but I think she's right because like Tamlin's just greedy. We don't know his name yet, though, so. Uh, right. Um, She digs through her uh clothes for her knife, and she figures out that her knife is gone, which means the beast must have taken it while she was unconscious. Yeah, she doesn't want to get killed. <laughs> which just creeps her out. She's like, okay, then, my friend. So she debates just going south, running south. She tries to get her horse to turn around and run, but her horse refuses to move. She thinks about making it on foot, but quickly thinks better of it because she has no supplies whatsoever. Her horse is probably like, no bitch. <laughs> right? Hold on. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay. You know. <laughs> so I'm going to read about when she gets inside the house. Because she, I can't, I did not write all that down because it was too much. So inside it was more opulent. Black and white checkered marble shone at my feet, flowing to countless doors and a sweeping staircase. A long hall stretched ahead to the gla giant glass doors at the other end of the house, and through them I glimpsed a second garter, grander than the one in the front. I can't even imagine what this house looks like. Like, I picture it kind of like Hogwarts a little bit. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Just. I don't, what other house can I compare it to that's been on, like, TV or something? Um, like, like, it's giant I kind of had the, like, like the, like, the parent trap house. Ooh. 
that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's kind of like the first like imagery that I had. Like, like you open up the open up the doors to this like massive house, and you know everything's nice and fancy and clean. That, well, that's yeah, kind of like you have the, made shit is clean, right? Poor and if Alice. it's not, and if it's not, your maids ain't doing their job well, right? So yeah, that was kind of the imagery that I kind of like placed it in. So then she. Fira goes on to tell us that she knew that High Fae had made themselves temples and palaces before the war, but that her ancestors had burned them all down during the war. So she didn't really think how they would live now. And she is shocked that it's so much nicer than the mortal houses and more grand, I guess. So she goes into the dining room and sees a huge table wine just filled with food and wine. The smell makes her mouth water. She sees many things on the table that she also had seen in the human world. She watches the beast walk over to the chair at the head of the table. She tells us about how she cannot eat the food there because they were taught as children that it, you couldn't because it was not good for you and that you would be dra- drugged and dragged bra- back to Prithian, but she was already there, so it right. didn't really matter. So she continues to watch the beast. In a flash of white light, he turns into a man. Pharaoh holds back a scream. I've been like, like, the fuck? Just she's like, what the hell is that? She figures out the beast wasn't a man or a lost or fae. He was a high fae, which means he rules over one of the court. And he's one of their nobility. So Tamlin is described as young. She, we hear about his exquisite gold mask embedded with emeralds shaped like whorls of leaves. I don't know. What- I know like, like what it means. I just don't know how to describe what it means. <laughs> we'll Google it later. Yeah. She thinks it's the mask is just some absurd fashion statement that he's trying to make. He tells her to eat something, and she notices that he has a baldric across his chest, but there's no weapons in it. She asks his name again, and he doesn't answer, but tells her to sit down and eat. She doesn't, and he growls, unless she'd rather faint. She tells him it isn't safe for her to eat, and he laughs at her and tells her it's perfectly safe. He also tells her... To leave and live anywhere in Prithian that she likes. She doesn't move. Someone strides past her and heads for the beast. Because we still don't know his name. He demands to know if someone named Andrus is dead. The beast now, the golden haired man, tells the stranger that he is. The stranger wants to know how. Oh, excuse me. A world is a pattern of spirals or or, or concentric circles. Okay. It's like It's like, like leaves like in the water, how they like swirl together. Like Pocahontas in the yes. wind. Got it. Okay. Sorry, guys. Pocahontas is my favorite movie when I was little, so everything is Pocahontas or Harry Potter reference usually. Or Emperor's New Group. <laughs> I love that movie. So Tamlin tells him it was an ash arrow, and the treaty led her him straight to her, and that he gave her safe haven. The man does not believe him because he doesn't believe that a mortal can kill a fairy, especially not a girl mortal. The beast tells him that the treaty led him right to Farah. Farah sees the stranger's face for the first time. A bronze fox mask, a scar from his brow to his jaw, and a golden orb to replace the missing eye. We also find out that he has red hair. He thinks it's a joke and doesn't believe Farah could have done it. He just 
keep saying no you're no like yes did she admitted it didn't try to hide it the red-haired one complains about how now they're stuck with Farah, and he is asked her if she liked killing his friend you know what the beast doesn't say anything and neither does farah Lu uh the, the red-haired man starts to say something snotty he's caught off by lucian with by the beast and he says lucian lucian introduces him to farah himself to farah with a mock nice voice and tells her that he is a co the courtier and then he tells her and i quote your eyes are like stars and your hair is like burnish gold. I feel like that's a, that's like a hint, like a clue. Your eyes are like stars. Right? Mm, that's so people. foreshadowing. Right. Which is kind of interesting because I never really, I never thought about that until you just said something. That's so, right. I think I may have like made that note too. Like, ooh. So the beast ends up telling Lucian her name and also tells Farah that some um someone named Alice will be taking her to her room. And she's happy to hear that it's a room and not a cell. Right. Which I don't understand why she thought she'd live in a cell because he told her that she could live there. Not be a prisoner. I don't know. I think she's just... I, I think, think she's... It, like, she's, like, scared, frustrated, mad. She's, like, everything all at once right now. And she just like needs time to, like, process and decompress. She's dealing with the seven stages of grief. Right. <laughs> right. Basically. So then, as they're walking away, here's Lucian Rao. That's the hand the cauldron thought to deal us. She brought Andrus down. We never should have sent him out there. None of them should have been out there. It was a fool's mission. Maybe we should just take a stand. Maybe it's time to say enough. Dump the girl somewhere, kill her. I don't care. She's nothing but a burden here. She'd sooner put a knife in your back than talk to you or any of us. Right. Tell us no. how you really feel. Right. But I think, too, like, they're both, Tamlin and Lucian and Feyre, are, like, working off of past biases. Um, Like, Feyre was told all these stories growing up. Oh, you can't eat the fey food. Um, they just they just want to enslave you. Um, you know, yada yada yada. And then like Tamlin and Lucian are, oh, you know, the mortals, you know, destroyed our lands. They try to take they're trying to take over our space. And so it's just like they're trying to work through their past biases of each other. Um, oh yeah. Because she's convinced that they're just gonna eat her. And they're convinced that she's gonna kill them. Which it was a fluke that she killed Andrew. Right. Fluke. Well that and she was just desperate at that point. Right. She was hungry. And like when she you're was hungry. Starving. Right. Right. And when cold. you're hungry and you're trying to trying to support a family, like you do what you need to do. And I I wonder if if Andrus like knew that. If you know, if, like, he took one look at her and was like, shit, she's, like, a walking skeleton. She's obviously hungry because she's hunting a deer in, in the middle of winter. So, uh, okay, fine, go ahead. Because he didn't even, like, fight back or nothing. He just, like, let no. himself be killed. And so, later on, Alice, actually, it's, like, the next page or so. Yeah. Alice even says how skinny she is. Right. And then Farrah's like, well, that's what winters do to mortals. Right. Because they don't have Which, access to the f to food and stuff. Well, and she's they're poor anyway, so it's not like yeah. they can just go buy stuff. And actually, Which, on that note, like the very first like chapter um, paragraph of chapter seven, uh, like Feyre is just like ogling over herself. how much wealth they have, and she's like such wealth, such staggering wealth when we had nothing. Oh yeah, so it's like like she has a a pang of jealousy. Like you know, there's people. You know, just over the wall, who are starving, living in a shack, 
sharing a bed with with their sisters. And well, yet, he calls it a hovel. That's what they were right. living in was a hovel. But I also found this quote, like the, the next line, um, a half wild beast. Nesta had called me, but compared to him, compared to this place. Compared to the elegant, easy way they held their goblets, the way the golden-haired one had called me human, we were all half-wild beasts to the high fae. But yeah, I, I think it's interesting that Nessa would have made that remark, knowing full well Fae is the only one out there putting her ass on the line, making sure they have food the next day. Like, yeah, you're a half-wild beast because you made sure the family didn't starve. They're just very ungrateful. Right. And, like, I get it. You're hungry. And... You're frustrated, but shit, give, give her a break. Make yourself useful and go help. Like, right. But, so, yeah. so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to start chapter seven before you just like told us the whole book. <laughs> well, I just wanted to like note that. So Farah asks for her clothes back after she gets a bath and haircut. Because she asked Alice and Alice just finally gives in and is like, fine. Yeah, she doesn't want to so wear the dress. <laughs> she comes back. And tells her that her clothes pretty much disintegrated as soon as they hit the, the clean water. So, <laughs> Farrah gets her pants and her tunic. So, she's very happy because she don't wear dresses. No. My spirit animal. Sames. Sames. And I think she I tells have, like, her, three dresses in my closet that I've, like, worn one time. So, and then she tells her that if she's smart, Alice tells Farrah if she's smart, she'll keep her mouth shut. Because people are bound to be mad about Andres. My, this is my favorite quote. Though Lucian, he could do with someone snapping at him if you have the courage for it. <laughs> Which she does. Oh, for sure. I love sassy Feyre. It's like sassy Harry. Yeah. Caps lock Harry. It's not as bad as caps lock Dumbledore shit. <laughs> right. Harry, did you put your name in a cover of fire? No one likes caps lock Dumbledore. No. Okay, so chapter seven. So, Pharaoh is now at the table with the golden-haired beast and Lucian. <laughs> the first line, the golden-haired Haifei and Lucian. And they're trying to get Feyre to eat. But she's still hard stuck on, no, this is, the kit's not good for me. And <laughs> even Tamlin says, the food is safe for you to eat. And, that, and we find out that the golden-haired... Faye, his name is Tamlin, because Lucian says, I told you Tamlin. Um, and then he was mad because I don't I think Tamlin like wanted Feyre to not know his name to kind of like keep the level of fear kind of high. So like Oh, for sure, because he wants her to be afraid of him, which is dumb. Right. You're I'm not you're not a prisoner, but be afraid of me. Right. Fear me. Um and then like back how you had mentioned in chapter six about um, Tamlin, you know, looks fairly young. There's another line. Um, Tamlin didn't look much older than me, but his kind was immortal. He could be hundreds of years old. Thousands. I don't think we ever find out how old Tamlin is. He has to be around the same age as Reese because they were like friends. Uh, like I don't think he's as old as Reese because he, um, Lucian says something about not being around during the war, but Reese was. Yeah. Let me look it up while you continue. And then, um... So Lucian's kind of cracking jokes on Feyre not wearing the dress. And Tamlin said, because it's easier killing us in pants. <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap, snap. Feyre had noticed that the food on the table looked fresh. Um, and she knew after being away for a while, like getting dressed and showered and clean, 
that there's no way that food would still be fresh. And she was worried about, like, she was concerned about food waste because she knows the struggle of not having enough food to make Tamlin tries to feed her because she won't eat. But when she does start eating, Tamlin makes the food disappear after a while. He's like, you're going to throw up. I don't think so. Since Akatar is telling of Beauty and the Beast, I did find a line that I thought was pretty similar to the movie. Remember in the movie when Lumiere is like washing him up and like doing his hair and like trying to get him to like say nice things? Yeah. So Tamlin straightened a bit and said, you look better than before. <laughs> was that a compliment? I could have sworn Lucian gave Tamlin an encouraging nod and your hair is clean. <laughs> that does remind me of that i know i'm like <laughs> oh my god this is like cassian trying to give compliments right only it's another man in the room so they're just no offense if you're a dude listening to this but y'all suck at giving compliments sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> your hair so, is clean so of course lucian's like yes yes that's such a good compliment she'll love it no boo <laughs> right. no <laughs> just like in the like I like I can I can see that sign that that not that that scene in the movie where Lumiere's like uh okay you tried I give up right <laughs> she's like trying to get him to smile and stuff and he's like oh that just that almost broke his face <laughs> yeah. that's terrifying Feyre assumed that she was going to be Tamlin's slave and Lucian's like, hey, we don't keep slaves. So Tam- and Tamlin asked her, you know, if she has any, any interests since what you do with your life isn't my problem. So basically he's bringing her there, but isn't, he's just kind of like leaving her there like a lump her up. Like give the poor girl something to do. Abra makes a remark. So you truly mean for me to stay here forever. What I meant was, so I'm to stay here in this luxury while my family starves to death. Tamlin's like, I don't make the rules. Fair goes on about how she's, you know, worried about her family. They're going to starve to death. Do you know what it's like to not, when you're you're not going to get your next meal? And Tamlin's like, bro, I got this. Your family is alive and well cared for. You think so low of fairies that you believe are taking their only source of income and nourishment and not replace it. Wow. So even, even he knows that, that her family is shit. He knows they're useless. Okay, and according to the wikia, well, fandom, and uh, Quarter Ro- Thorns and Roses fandom.com, Hamlin is around 500 years old, but he was too young to fight in the war. So Reese probably has a good, like, 10, 15 years on him. Yeah. Maybe even 20. If I'm being generous. Well, I just don't, I, yes, but I didn't, I don't like him. Yeah. I'm not liking him. And then Tamlin goes on to say, you know, I don't care what you do or where you go in Prithian, which right there, boo. Lies. Yes, you do. Lies. Yeah. Lies you tell. But yeah, he said, I'm going to warn you once, Tamlin said too softly, only once and then it's on you human. I don't care if you go live somewhere else in Prithian. Liar. But if you cross the wall, if you flee, your family will no longer be cared for. So basically, she's like, well, fuck. Okay, fine. But but seriously, okay, so Tamlin, the whole reason why this whole fucking war starts is because of, of her going to live somewhere else in Prithian. Well, that wasn't the approved place. Right. 
That one was not approved. It was not on the approved list, ma'am. Well, if Tamlin would have clarified said list at this point in time. Well, Tamlin didn't think that she would ever meet that said person, so it didn't matter. If you flee, you might not be so lucky with whoever comes to retrieve you next. I think if she would have gone back home, Reese would have found a way. Or, you know, look at what happened when he got mad because she ran <laughs> away. So it could be right. Right. So yeah, we have some more conversations between Tamlin, Lucian, and Feyre. And Tamlin's trying to figure out why, like, she doesn't want to be in their presence other than the fact that she's probably terrified. Um, so he's like asking her questions, you know, are you in love with a man? You know, is there someone? <laughs> She's like, then he's like, do you love anyone else? And she starts cracking up. Like, <laughs> like no. She's like, a, a laugh burst out of me tinged with hysteria. No. I look between them. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, do you love me? Yeah, no. No. Mm -mm. No, boo. Sorry. Not you. Right. And, yes, uh, you kidnapped me and I love you. Dude, right. no, not yet. <laughs> that doesn't but, but they were Sorry. talking about Thomas. Um, not Thomas. What's his name? Isaac. Yeah. Her little, her little side dude. No, I think she's the side, considering. <laughs> Pretty sure he was betrothed to someone. Right. Else. Yeah. Well, whatever. You'll have that. Well, but she yeah. should thank him because that kid had no idea until Farah. You're welcome. Right. What can I say except you're welcome? Right, and then because like like Tamlin's, I mean. I'll give Tamlin a little bit of credit. He's trying to, like, start conversation since she's going to be there forever. Well, at least oh. he's not being a bad host. Right. Yeah. See, he's, he's trying because he even says, we want to learn more about you. Since you'll be here for a good while, Tamlin said, his lips a thin line. So he's, like, trying to, like, be nice at the same time when Which he's, I like, think it's, annoyed. He's breaking him. Right. He's breaking himself. It's like when Roger tries to be nice in American Dad, and he almost dies. Yeah. Yep. There's a whole episode about it. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And, um, but, but Lucian's pride tends to get in the way of his men. Yeah. Which Love I think that. is so funny, because come the next book, they flip-flop. Lucian is the one who's just kind of like, oh, Pharaoh, it's okay. Like, just, it's okay. He don't know what he's saying. But he does. He's an asshole. Yep, yep. And then Tamlin goes on to say, you are insignificant enough to not ruffle this estate. That's fucked up. Good much. Right. Like, ooh. I'm insignificant. How nice of you. Thank you for being such a dick. Right. Like, okay, you know, we get that she's not here here under the greatest circumstances, but come on. Be a little bit nice. Insignificant is rude. Right. Um, and... It goes on to talk about her first night. Um, she wakes up, you know, thinking that she's going to go hunting, but she's not because she's in a palace. A small part of me missed the warmth of my sister's bodies overlapping with mine. But then goes on to say, but Nesta, Nesta must be stretching her legs and smiling at the extra room. Because um, Nesta's a bitch. Right. She was probably content imaging me in the belly of a fairy, probably using the news as a chance to be fussed over by the villagers. Maybe my fate would prompt them to give my family some handouts. Or maybe Tamlin had given them enough money or food or whatever he thought taking care of them consisted of to last through the winter. Or maybe the villagers would turn on my family, not wanting to be associated with people tied tied with Prithian and run them out of town. Like, she just, like, automatically resort, resorts to worst-case scenario. Like, the well, stuff. they also just treated her like garbage, so... right. 
I'm, I don't understand how she could just worry about them anyway because they treated her like shit. Right. But I think, but you know, she's still kind of like stuck in that promise she made her mom that she'd take care of, of the family. And here she took care of the family and then got herself kidnapped by fairies. <laughs> very for, for money. Oopsie. Then she like, she goes, your hair is clean. A pathetic compliment. I suppose that if he invited me to live here to spare my life, he couldn't be completely wicked. <laughs> Perhaps he was trying to smooth over our very, very rough beginning girl he's still pretty wicked i don't know what you talk about right you just don't um, know yet she had set a trap with her drapes she set a trap with her drapes and poor little alice got caught oh, didn't it? it wasn't for alice oh poor alice right alice looked at me over from head to toe you think a bit of rope snapping in my face will keep me from breaking your bone alice is like fuck you I'll still kick your ass. Yes, but it was a good try. You have to give her that. She tried. Right. But even Alice says, at least you're willing to put up a fight, girl. I'll give you that. Well, good, because that's all she's got. Right? She's got rope and drapes, ma'am. <laughs> right. Get, cut her some slack. I just think Alice it's funny tells her to like, she, oh, what? I think it's funny that she's like, I'm just going to destroy your drapes. Sorry. Right. She's it's like. It's like the sound of music where she makes the dresses of the drapes. Alice, you know, tells her to go outside and, you know, get some fresh air. Just don't go too far because Hamlin's protection only goes so far. And other fairies would want to hunt and kill you just for being a human. What about the ones that are there that just want to hunt and kill her for being a human and she killed their friend? Right. Oops. This part here um, where she notices her reflection in the mirror, that, that kind of like caught me a little bit. Um, it says... I cringed at my reflection. It wasn't pleasing, though not for its actual appearance. Actual appearance. While my nose was relatively straight, it was the other feature I, I'd inherited from my mother. I could still remember how her nose would crinkle with feigned amusement when one of her fabulously wealthy friends made some unfunny joke. At least I had my father's soft mouth, though it made a mockery of my two sharp cheekbones and hollow cheeks. I couldn't bring myself to look at my slightly uptilted eyes. I knew that I knew I'd see Nesta or my mother looking back at me. I'd sometimes wonder that if was why my sister had insulted me about my looks. I was a far cry from ugly, but I bore too much of the people we, we hated and loved for Nesta to stand it, for me to stand it too. That's just sad. Right. Like, your own sister, like, hates you because you look like her and your mother. That's ridiculous. Right. I mean, like, it's kind of crappy, like, uh, like obviously, you know, they, it brings up, you know, bad memories of their mother to, like, look at Feyre, or, and, and even, like, like Feyre and Nessa looking at each other, since they both look so much like their mother. I mean, that's kind of, like, heart-wrenching. I think Nessa just wants to be her own individual and no one else be like her. Right. Which, if you have siblings, you're going to look like each other. Sorry, that's just what it is. Right, right. Like, my sister and I look very, like, that's kind of like what happens when you share DNA. You look alike. And she was fascinated by the paintings in the hallway as she was heading outside. Sam was like, where are you going? And she's like, you said my time is to be spent however I wanted. I didn't realize I was under house arrest. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, fine, go outside. <laughs> I need Just some fresh like, cranky bitch. <laughs> fine, whatever. Bye. Oh, and this, this line here from Tamlin was also... Like, I, like, literally put it in all caps. Massive foreshadowing. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, that treaty, he said quietly, doesn't ban us from doing anything except for enslaving you. 
The wall is an inconvenience. If we cared to, if we cared to, we could shatter it and march through it and kill you all. Ooh. Major foreshadowing. Oh, for sure. We could shatter the wall. Hmm. But then Tamlin goes on to say, I have no interest in the mortal lands, though I can't speak for my kind. Hmm. You have an interest when Reese takes your woman. Yeah, because she... Mm. And then he goes on, he talks about the sickness across Pr Prithian. Um, the blight spread slowly, but it has made magic act strangely. His own powers are diminished due to it. The masks are the result of a surge of it that occurred during a masquerade 49 years ago. Even now, we can't remove them. Yeah, the blight's called Amarantha. <laughs> and she is also a crazy bitch. Oh, so, yeah, baby. I like how they call it a blight instead of, like, a curse. When, like, like when you look up the definition of blight... It talks about a plant disease. Um, well, like, there is a game that I, <laughs> a video game I play, where they talk about a blight. And there's actually a couple video games I play that are, like, in this time er period that, that everything's a blight. Everything. The plague. Oh, it's a blight. And right. they just loosely use the term that a widespread sickness is just a blight. I don't know why. Basically, he's saying Amarantha is a sickness on Prithian, which... Well, she is. She is, right. Like, Feyre's already, you know, can this spread to the humans? And he's like, mm, not exactly, but... Oh, my gosh, excuse me. I'm over here yawning. Our motivation is lacking today, guys. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's Sunday. <laughs> right. It's Sunday. Like we, we already have a case of the Mondays. Tamlin brings up her little her little trip rig. Um, was the trip wire you rigged in your room for me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> and she's like, Can you blame me if it was? <laughs> then Tamlin's no. like, I I may turn into I might take an animal form, but at least I'm civilized, Pharaoh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Right. You know. I don't think so. At the moment, you're civilized. So when you get your way, you when you don't get your way, you turn into a massive diaper baby. Yeah. And like, here's another, like, Beauty and the Beast, like, um, uh, anomaly. Um, noticing my stare, he tucked his hands between his back and said sharply, I'll see you at dinner. It wasn't a request, but I still gave him a nod as I strode off between the hedges, not caring where I was going. It's like the... Yeah. Like when she's in her room and she's like, I don't want to come. He's like, it wasn't... Yeah, I was like, no, then go ahead and starve. It's like, yeah. okay then, sir. Right. It wasn't a request. I'm not hungry. Then go ahead and starve. And then Lumiere feeds her anyway. Right. Because that's what friends are for. Right. All right, so that is chapter seven. Feyre is starting to explore the spring court. She just doesn't know what it's called yet. So did you come up with any songs? Or do you want to do yours next time? I'll do mine next time. Okay, so we thought it would be fun to do songs for characters. 
Actually, or, oh, sorry. I, I, I do have one. Like I have like like I have, I have like one or two. So, but okay. So we had decided to do court like s- songs that just remind us of a character or a court. Well, you know, I listen to music a lot <laughs> on my drives back and forth between here and my boyfriend's house. It's like a forty-five minute drive one way. So I spent a lot of time in my car on the weekends. So I have a list of a few. There's, I just, okay, so you you guys are just going to have to forgive me that I think of some of these male characters as just big emo kids. Yes. Because, so, um, so my first one was Cassian and I picked Dark Side by Blink-182 and it, it talks about this girl in all black. And he wonders if she'll ever, like, fall in love with him and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, Nessa. But she wears all gray. Close enough. Close, yeah, close enough. Close enough. Close enough for government work. And then <laughs> Famous Last Words by uh, My Chemical Romance for Tamlin. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it makes me... I love it. So, and then... There's a song called My Heart, I Surrender by I Prevail, and I picked that for Reese. And <laughs> you're going to. My like, song for Reese, like, you're going to think it's hilarious. What is it? Um, I picked Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Follow me, though. I'm following. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So first off, like the first line, I, I knew you were, you were going to come to me. True. So like you saying to Farah, um, this love will make you levitate like a bird. Um, so you want to do it magic. Um, are you ready for a perfect storm? Cause once you're mine, you're mine. There's no going back. My other one I picked for him was Mr. Brightside. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Because I was like. Oh, I'm thinking about the lyrics in my head, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's so true. Think about him seeing Tamlin and her together. <laughs> like, think about that, right? And it's like, or in the bond, like, because of the, um, not the bond, the um, bargain. Right. He can see things, and that has to be killing him on the inside. Like, he yeah. can see all of that. And it's like, he can't do anything. Right. And I picked quite a few for Farah. I think I have one, two, three for Farah, but I could keep going. Soleil said, "Well, shout out to Soleil, one of our one of our Potter friends. She said that she would pick um, my Anaconda for for Reese." Of course, she did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about the wingspan. It is all about the wingspan, but. Like for Farah, I picked so the one is called Throne. It's by um Bring Me the Horizon, and it's basically like no matter what you do to me, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be stronger than ever, and I'm gonna sit on my throne that you've basically built me with all your crap, and I'm just gonna be strong and get over it. And then According to You by Oranzi, mm-hmm. and that one's just like 
have, like, literally one of the lines is, you say I'm stupid, I'm useless, I can't do anything, right? And that reminds me of Tamlin locking her in because he doesn't want to teach her how to use her powers. So right. he makes her feel useless. And the other one is You Should Be Sad by Halls. Guys, uh, I'm pretty sure almost everyone has heard this song because it's so popular. But it's basically about how she's happy she didn't have a baby with this guy and how she's so much better off without him because he's a douche and the only person he cares about is himself. Right. Which is Tamlin because that's all he thinks about is himself and he wants to break the stupid curse. Other than that, he don't care about anyone. Another one that I thought of for, for Reese is um, Hello by Adele. Ooh, yes. <laughs> right. I love like, Lisa Adele. Me too. But although she she don't look right right now. No offense, Adele. Not that no, she's too too thin. But like I, mean, I, 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 I can just in like, your happy, imagine, but girl, I can just like imagine like Reese like singing through the bond like hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's oh, such an asshole. He would do that. <laughs> Can you? Because <laughs> he's just like, that dick that would do that and right? drive her crazy when she's trying to sleep. Hello from me. <laughs> either like like singing either like through the bond or like how like like Farrah has like the eye on her hand, just like 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 music starts coming out of her hand. Hello. From- that would just piss. <laughs> with his face off. Is your hand singing? <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh. I, I also kind of like My Immortal by Evanescence for Farah. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> I love me some Evanescence. So. Yes, me too. And but, really, like anything by them, I think would kind of go good for Farah. Like just kind of that like build up of power. I like, could uh, honestly. Just keep picking songs for Farah because there's so many good breakup songs. Like a lot of good breakup songs. Like, haha, fuck you, I don't need you. And that's how she is. Like, I don't need you. I don't need any. Well, she needs Reese, but it's like I don't need anyone to take care of me. I can take care of myself. Right. We are never ever getting back, back together. together. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, too. Right. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Like, basically, almost any Taylor. Okay, so literally, when I, w- I was listening to um, 1989, yesterday I was in the shower, and Welcome to New York came on, and for some reason, I was like, this reminds me of Valeris. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, oh, it's so fabulous here. And I'm like, oh, welcome to New York. Okay. Except the words are wrong, obviously. But yeah. Same concept. But yeah, we could definitely go on. We we can we can we can like each week bring up like oh I, I thought of this one. Like new like new actors and actresses for the characters. Right. Because our friends gave me some good ideas, but I will talk about that next episode because I feel like we've ran up no, actually. We haven't run that long. But we'll talk about it next episode. Anything else you would like to add? No. You know what? You didn't give a song for Lucian. Like, Lucian's your man. I haven't thought of anything for Lucian yet. I don't know. Although, there's like... I'm sure I could come up with a couple. Because, you know, he wants Elaine... Oh! I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. 
<laughs> because he wants Elaine to want him because he wants her, but she wants nothing to do with him. She don't want nothing Ta-da! to do with him. There you go. I got one. Nice <laughs> check, nailed it. Off the top of my head. See? You just needed a little motivation. I'm pretty sure I could come up with a couple for more, but Tuesday's my birthday party. Woo woo. Woo woo. Happy birthday, Danger Noodle. Yay, Danger Noodle. Yeah, so I'm having that Tuesday and then Wednesday's class. And then Thursday, I get off work. I come home. I grab my stuff. I go to Mike's house for birthday weekend. Three days. Woo-hoo. Because I switched shifts, so I didn't have to work on Friday. <sighs> I have to work. I don't want to. I, well, I have to go back to working five days a week. February 1st. Oh, let's caca. Uh, yeah, because oh. we're working 10 hour days, so. Oh, here, hold on. Ooh. Yeah, that's no, it's no bueno. <laughs> uh, I'll take the money though. Woohoo, money! Right. right. So, I... Oop, Cowboy's here. <laughs> I just heard him. <laughs> all right everyone that's all right so thank you for listening to two she's in a they talking Faye. um next week we will be discussing chapters eight and nine maybe ten who knows we'll find out um you guys have a wonderful week and don't let the hard days win bye, bye everyone bye.